Hello and welcome to Move the Line, presented by PropSwap. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the app today and enter our promo code 4 for 4 When you make your first deposit, the fine folks over at PropSwap will match it up to $500. I am Ryan Noonan. Joined as always in the space, wrapping up our fourth year doing Move the Line, Connor Allen. And also joined by three of our favorites over the years. We've done a couple of shows together. Rank them one to three. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to some rankings. We'll get to some rankings. Maybe in the chicken wing side. Very you know good topic for Super Bowl. Um, Evan Silva, John Zagel, Joey Kinish pulling up the rear. Fellas, what's going on? I mean, it, it's Super Bowl week. It's the only. I mean, yeah. There's no better week for betting the you know letting the props out except for maybe the NFL draft. Uh, but no, excited. Uh, to be on with you mugs um and stake my claim as the best nfl better in the entire world at the current moment a lot better than adam levitan a lot better than evan silva it feels good to be number one and uh, a lot of people coming for the crown oh, well you know you called them out specifically uh big dog is with us as always evan what's going on brother What's up? I'm just here to give out winners. Just, you know, lead pipe locks. I was uh, actually talking with uh, Billy W uh, out of Sing Sing uh, <laughs> er- earlier in the week. Uh, you know, and I, I you know, I, he gave me Tyler Johnson over uh, 31 and a half receiving yards uh, in the divisional round. And, you know, we hadn't talked since then because uh, Tyler Johnson finished with like 28 yards. But, you know, uh, I, I have a good relationship with Billy W. He doesn't think very highly of Joey Kanish. He does like the rest of you guys. Nobody likes to see the competition coming up to take their spot <laughs> off their ass. So oh, yeah. I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. Mm. I think Billy actually gave you a Tyler Johnson prop three weeks in a row. <laughs> Chasing the Dragon? They, John they, tur- they turned out the same they, result no, no, every None time. of them were winners. None <laughs> of them were winners. <laughs> same and result, that's why he's in Sing Sing and Philly <laughs> Mick is at the fucking Waste Management, Okay. <laughs> I appreciate you staying on brand and uh, kicking back for this one, relaxing. Um, it works because we can barely see your face. Uh, <laughs> I, by, let's, hold on. by your dog <laughs> and your name. <laughs> Is it humping you right now? Or no, it's coming on? to she's going to. She doesn't like when I'm talking to someone other than her. So, yeah, she's getting a little jealous here. It's like, oh, fuck Evan Silva. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kanish, we need to get your uh, chicken win opinion. I know uh, Evan has been, uh, I think, wrongfully dragged for his take on Hooters wins, which I think are, they still stand up over time. Some people might think a little too much breading. I personally think you can double dip those bad boys and get a lot of sauce on them, and then the chicken underneath is still solid. Uh, where do you stand on on Hooters, Kanish? I mean, Evan and I would be hanging a lot more if he knew if I knew he was slumming it at Hooters on the on the way. I thought he had like a, you know, a daughter to go home to here. And he's, he's you know he's sitting on the the college girls at the you know the the South Side Hooters. But um, I listen. The college I'm not... girls don't go to the Hooters. Bro. <laughs> I can tell you that for sure. Uh, no, I mean it's been a minute since I've been to a Hooters. If I recall, the food wasn't exactly things right. you'd. Uh, you, you didn't go there for the for the wo- food or the wings, um, but That's because, uh, Kanish, you've been trying to cancel Hooters. We, we know exactly what you've been yeah, trying to do. Uh, trying it, to get it, rid damn, of them. they should start putting the signal in your wokeness and read, you know, having them read, you know, literature to uh, tell the customers. <laughs> to be clear, when literature. I when I blew Silva up, it was not because he put Hooters at number one. If someone's favorite wing is Hooters, I don't think that's a big deal. It's fine. Uh, the fact he put Popeyes at number Popeyes. one was when I was I upset at first. No, I, was I didn't like, know Your Popeyes opinion. had wings. Exactly. They don't have like, real wings. You don't wings. need to know that. <laughs> Yet Silva put them at number one. That's where I thought we went a little bit overboard on the food takes. Spicy tender, Silva. Those are good, but I, I've never had the wings. Am I missing something? Uh, at Popeyes? Yeah. Yeah, you're apparently missing a lot. I mean, and number three was like the the homeless inn or whatever, like, whatever. The, the home run in. The, the, the home run in. The home run in. What? The home run in is uh, to in, in most areas it is just a, um, a, a frozen pizza, but in Chicago they have actual locations of home run in, and they have killer wings. And I know that Daigle can uh, step up here for me. And well, it's their sauce, uh, the hottest yeah. one they make. Because I I don't know how you eat wings, Kanisha. I look for pain. 
Like I want to find you the saw, hottest you, thing. You're, you're, you know what? You've got the accent that makes it sound like even before, uh, if I didn't know you at all, I would have said that guy probably likes spicy wings. Like I, I literally like, talks like that, like spicy wings. Most <laughs> most people don't want to waste the money because they won't get through it. I literally want to have one bite and then tap out. That's literally what I look for. And home run in comes close. I'll still like devour a dozen of them, but it comes close. It's very hot. Uh, we'll, we'll get to some more nonsense throughout. We'll, we'll talk a little bit football here. So um, before we do, we want to let you know about a promo that we're running. We want to uh, spice this up for anyone who's hanging out and listening with us tonight. We have a new cool promo with our friends over at Superdraft. You can go to 444.com slash Superdraft. You can see that there in the bottom if you're hanging out with us on YouTube. Um, great deal. Deposit $20. You can play DFS. they got Showdown stuff going on over there. $20 deposit, you're going to win a with our promo code 4 for 4 You're going to get a free $100 Fanatics gift card. Free money. Free $80 to Fanatics, basically. On top of that, there's a tweet on Twitter. Our 4 for 4 Twitter tweeted out earlier. If you send us a screenshot of your deposit over at Superdraft using our promo code, you're going to be entered into a drawing for tonight to win a free betting subscription here at 4 for 4 It's going to take you through this time next year. A great deal. $180 deal. Um, so again, you're getting for $20, you're essentially getting $260 free dollars uh, plus great content, all that. So check that out. Go over to 444 on Twitter, find out how to do that. And again, 444.com slash superdraft. Hit us up with that screenshot. Uh, we'll talk about when the Rams have the football, we'll talk about when the Bengals have the football, and then we can talk about all the other nonsense that we get from a novelty prop standpoint, from a cross sports standpoint and then the stuff that is completely off the board like Kanish had last year like Pringles commercial before mayonnaise all of that stuff that is very unique to uh, this time of year in this event so uh, Daigle I know that you have not had the privilege of talking much Super Bowl yet um, so kick us off give us some thoughts around when our favorites here the Rams basically painted at four across the board in most spots still uh, when the Rams have the football uh, talk to us about this matchup it is a terrible game. Uh, I know, like, when we were supposed to be having the best of the best, the best team is supposed to represent both conferences. In most cases, I would say the Super Bowl is like, what, 55, 60% leaning towards one team? I think actually it's probably 70, 75% chance the Rams win this game. Uh, everything has to go right for the Bengals. We can, uh, we can sit here and talk and probably paint one or two ways they win by two scores, whereas it's pretty easy to see how the Rams could win by three scores. And that doesn't mean the Rams are going to win. I'm just saying it's a very, it's an easier path for them to just dominate this game overall. But just the way both these offenses run, uh, even like everyone talks about how Joe Burrow is apparently going to be under pressure. And it's probably true, but like, just think back to that Titans game and taking nine sacks and still finishing with over nine yards per attempt. I don't know how much that matters. And so I just look to the fact that both teams are still trying to run the ball heavily and not getting any success with it, but it hasn't mattered. That's still what they do. Uh, in the postseason in particular, both the Bengals and Rams are running on first down on at least 51% of the time. And so I think it's going to be a slowed down game. Uh, I bet the under initially when it opened Sunday night at 50 and a half. It has Beautiful. obviously decreased significantly since then, so I can't even give that number out anymore. And that's kind of a key with what we're talking about tonight, too, is that I know Kanish, Silva, they'll have, definitely have some killer props that we can still jump on. But, like, I'm waiting for, and I'm not going to give out, like, my flag plant, my favorite bet just yet, but I'm actually, like, waiting for a lot of these marquee numbers till Saturday because numbers are just going up for the most part. Like, Joe Mixon under rushing yards is going down, so I had to take that today at 62 and a half, and I think it's at, even at, like, 60 in some books. Hmm. But overall, like, a lot of numbers are still on the rise, and so I'm waiting to take those unders until Saturday. No, that's a good point, too. Obviously, you know, Evan knows unders are terrible. They're not fun. They suck. Uh, we lean on overs whenever we can, right, Big Dog? It just makes more sense. It's more fun. We like to cheer for things to happen. Um, talk to me about the spot, Evan. When the Rams have the ball, obviously we know of the mismatch on the uh, other side as far as an offensive line, defensive line matchup. But what about Stafford? Obviously the Rams were kind of expected not necessarily to be here, but after the Stafford acquisition, their prices across the market went up. We know that they're kind of all in from a organizational standpoint, how they've leveraged the draft picks and everything like that. So uh, Stafford and the Rams offense, what do you think? Well, I really like Cooper Cup MVP bet at plus 600. You have Matthew Stafford as a clear favorite at plus 100. 
uh, Joe Burrow at, as the clear number two at plus 225. And then all the way down to uh, Cooper Cup at plus 600. And if we were to do this stuff in the regular season, Joe or, uh, Cooper Cup would have won MVP regular season over Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow, uh, I believe. He also can contribute on special teams as a punt returner. And there is a funnel opportunity here for Cooper Cup because uh, Chidobi Awuzie could give uh, Odo Beckham, hear you pronounce that. <laughs> Odo Beckham some problems on the outside. Tyler Higby looks like he's not going to play. And Van Jefferson has really done very little. So I think that a, a lot of signs are pointing here to Cooper Cup having another big game and potentially winning at MVP at plus 600. If Cup accounts for all of Stafford's touchdowns too, like I would imagine there's still a very easy out there where Cup wins Super Bowl MVP over him. Yeah, I like that take. We can get into some interesting ways to attack that market. We touched base on that on our prop drop show the other nights. But, uh, Kanisha, what are your thoughts here on the Rams offense when they have the ball? Hey, listen, I'm telling you, Ryan, I, I'll just give it, I think it's a Rams burial. I think the Bengals are right here. I don't know if you can see the picture. Is that coming through in the screen there? Uh, the bet MGM ticket. Listen, I'm big on the Rams there, minus three and a half. Um, I, I don't. The Bengals are just in their ultimate run good. They've been outgained yard per play throughout the entire playoffs. They're, I think they're overmatched on both sides of the ball. Like you said, when Rams have the ball, I, I, I don't. Bengals defense has played above their. I, I don't know what happened in the second half of that Chiefs game, other than like, I, like Patrick Mahomes either got concussed or did you know like a line of. Uh, well, the Bengals know, have, they have got, got they've forced seven turnovers in three uh, postseason games. All right, Ed. multiple tipped interceptions. Yeah. Multiple tipped interceptions. Um, I, I think if the Chiefs convert, I mean, you can say if the Titans convert, they wouldn't be here at the end of their drive. If the Chiefs convert at the end of the first half there, I think it's over. Listen, Bengals, love Joe Burrow. Nice story, great. I think it ends here. I think they're overmatched on both sides of the ball. Um, and you let McVeigh, if they can get the lead and run the ball, the McVeigh play action, that's when Stafford looks at his best. The game script, I think, can lead itself. Uh, and especially Rams get the lead. Their pass rush can then tee off. I think there's a lot of scenarios. I've taken a little bit of alt lines. Scenarios where this could get out of hand if it goes the wrong way. Again, Burrow, maybe he could be fantastic. Burrow to chase to Higgins and that. Maybe they just have a great, obviously, it's a one-game sample. I really, though, think the Rams are, are strong here. Connor, you did some great work with your piece uh, previewing the Super Bowl unpacking some good stuff from Sports Info Solutions, kind of getting into some of the stuff that the points the guys just made here around a little bit of the flukiness on the Bengals side offensively. Talk to me about when the Rams have the ball, any mismatches you see or uh, some early looks maybe in the prop market that are still available for us. Yeah, a few things here. So I, I think the common narrative is that the, the Bengals defense has been like so much better in the playoffs, right? Um, but if you look at their EPA, so during the regular season, they ranked 11th in defensive EPA, negative 0.014. During the postseason, their EPA is negative 0.018. Uh, if you apply that to the regular season, you're looking at like a one to two spots above. So it's like probably likely noise. Like it's not like they're, they've been that much better, essentially, efficiency wise. Um, I mean, on the season as a whole, they still rank 25th in explosive pass rate allowed, 24th in explosive run rate. Um, I mean, the Rams rank 10th and 7th in those same categories offensively. As you guys mentioned, Cooper Cup, I mean, just fantastic season. Something that I found kind of going through some of the metrics here, Cooper Cup, ranks eighth in explosive play rate among all players with 100-plus targets, except he had 223 targets throughout the regular season in playoffs. So not only did he was he, like, top 10 in explosive play rate, but he did that with, like, 200-plus targets, like way more than anyone, any of the nearest guys there. Um, the Rams play. Bengals the Bengals give up a lot of explosive plays, too. Tons, tons. Yep, exactly, yeah. 20, I think it was 20, 25th in explosive play rate. Also, they play a ton of zone. Uh, they play, like – tend to play more zone than man. I think 66% rate according to Sports Info Solutions. Um, like, I, I just think this, it's a great spot for Cup. I think you guys outlined it well. There's a bunch of different ways to attack it. So, yeah, I think that this is – it is a good spot for the Rams. It's just tough for me to, to fully back them, I guess, at their current number at like four and a half. On top of all that as well, the Bengals allow eight and a half yards per target to opposing slot receivers. And as we know, that's where Cup has run 73% of his routes this year. So I actually jumped on over 104 and a half of Cooper Cup early in the week as well. It's probably gone up a little bit, but I'm still pretty comfortable with it up to like 106 and a half. Yeah, it's 105 and a half, 106 and a half in some spots. I took a 105 and a half 
early in the week at plus money on points bet just because I would rather get plus 105 versus like the minus 115s that were out there. And market has moved in my favor and feel pretty good about that one too. Just there's no way he's not an integral part of this game regardless of of game script here for sure. So Rams, oh, McVay had a little comment today that Daryl Henderson might actually be active here and then might go. Th- now, he could just be posturing there, but said he's going to be active and they're going to go with a three-man backfield. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, again, how much, but it seemed like regardless of Cam Akers' fumbles, McVay was going with Akers as the main guy. Now, does he does he bring in, you know, after a couple underwhelming, underwhelming Michelle performances, does does Henderson get a little bit of run here? So, yeah, uh, that's good. Uh, pre-show, actually, like, like five minutes, whatever, before the show, I played Cam Akers under two and a half receptions. It's minus one fifty DK. You're playing a lot. Of, you're playing a lot of juice, but I mean, he's gone under that in two or three games. Henderson's probably going to play a little bit of a role. I think that. Though, I mean, they they have to look themselves in the mirror and be like, I mean, he has not produced at all in three weeks and three playoff games. Like he's two point eight yards per carry, one of the worst success rates in the league. Like, I mean, I would not be surprised if they still lean on him as the like the you know main back, but like giving him all the carries, especially with Henderson active and like you know giving him more work seems unlikely to me. So I think that the under there is a good look. He also had only 10 carries to Sonny Michelle six in the first half in the conference championship before he got injured. Uh, that's a number I was actually waiting initially until Saturday to take because it kept only going up. And even when it opened, I know some sharp people who still took it at like 58 and a half. And I thought it was still a pretty bad bet. And uh, the fact it kept rising throughout the week, I was like, yes, like this is the correct trade to be on. Yeah. But now given the news that McFay announced that basically he's going to have a rotation, I'm expecting to start crashing here in the next 48 hours. So I would say like the moment you're listening to this, just take whatever number you got it at. Like I'd take it all the way down to 60. Just keep on betting Cam Akers rushing under. Yeah, so still some 65s out there, I think. So I, I grabbed the under yeah. on that as well. I think it's going to be Cam Akers like sort of at the head of the uh, the uh, the RBBC, but then Sony Michelle very close behind him, but then Daryl Henderson like mixing in for like three to five touches, and those three to five touches, although they sound minimal for him, they definitely matter for the other guys up at the top of the depth chart. Like taking away a couple of touches from Cam Akers is is a very big deal, and I think that very well could happen with Daryl Henderson back. Yeah, there's also a uh, points bets play. It's minus one fifty. Uh, for will any running back uh, exceed 100 yards? Uh, you know, juiced a little bit up with minus 150. But again, it's basically a play at this point, we feel like on Mixon, essentially, if we're looking at what appears to be a three-headed monster for the Rams side. So again, uh, might be a little bit heavier than most people want to pay, but not a bad luck when you feel like we got a three-headed monster on the team that is projected to win. We feel pretty strong about so far here. So uh, there are a lot of Differences, obviously, we talked about early season expectations. Most places had the Bengals six, six and a half for win standpoints in the preseason. You had them at minus or uh, 125 to 150 to one to win the Super Bowl and crazy that they're even here. Uh, but there are a lot of commonalities, commonalities between these two teams as well. Both quarterbacks really good uh, under pressure. Both quarterbacks uh, have been really good against man. They probably won't see too much man. Again, especially Burrow won't see much. The Rams play a crap load of zone defense uh, and both coaches tend to get a little tight in the pants when uh you know comes to third downs fourth downs even sometimes first down runs which are frustrating but uh we'll shift to the Bengals side here we know obviously from day one when this was the matchup it was kind of the elephant in the room is this Rams defensive front against the uh, offensive line for uh, the Bengals Evan and you know talk to me about the spots talk to me about the Bengals and how you think that they're you know what's the scenario in which they hang in this one Well, Joe Burrow, of course, took the most sacks of any quarterback in the NFL during the regular season. The Bengals were bottom three in pass rush or uh, pass block uh, win rate. And then the the Rams were, I think, second in sacks in the regular season, but number one in pass rush win rate. And if you just look at like individual matchups, Aaron Donald against a terrible interior line of Cincinnati is a big, big mismatch. And then outside Von Miller is going to be going up against uh, Isaiah Prince, who's a struggling rookie who was not, you know, not supposed to play in year one, but is forced to play because Riley reef is done for the year. So, you know, an incredible amount of uh, mismatches in favor of the Rams defensive line. Connor found a really good prop. I thought earlier in the week, and it's still there at plus money on DraftKings, and that's 
Rams over three and a half sacks against Cincinnati at plus money, at plus 105. Yeah, I think yeah, that's be- that's steaming all over the market there. Like the sharp shops have gone to the minus one thirty, really? minus one fifty on the three and a half. Like, and it's still at plus money on DK. So yeah, that's one that will not be plus money come game time for sure. If you're I mean, listening, if you're listening to that right now, yeah, you pretty much have to leave the chat and bet it immediately. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you look at actually, so I I dug in a little bit to the sacks here with um, how the Bengals performed against teams in the top ten and adjusted sack rate. Um, in four of the six games, they've allowed five or more sacks against teams in the top 10 of adjusted sack rate. The two games that they didn't were both against Pittsburgh, where Joe Burrow only had 18 and 24 pass attempts, where they ran the ball like 40 times. Like So essentially – I think T.J. Watt was either banged up or out for exactly. uh, at least one of those, maybe both. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I like that as well. I've been waiting to sprinkle on it, um, but I think this is, this is probably the time. Another one I'll tack on to that because the consensus is that – Joe Burrow will be under pressure, and I totally agree. But no one's talking about like what happens beyond Ram sacks once Burrow is under pressure. And in the seven games, he was pressured on at least a quarter of his dropbacks this year. Chase recorded a catch of 34-plus yards and five of seven. And his over longest reception is 27.5. So uh, I like it quite a bit, well over the 27.5. That's one of my favorite bets. Pat Thorman of uh, Establish the Run, when he used to work for uh, PFF, uh, he came out with a great chart that showed um, quarterbacks who they targeted the most when they were under pressure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was almost always like, you know, a tie, like the receiver had been playing with that quarterback for four or five years, or they played together in college or, you know, just like some, something like that. And we have all that uh, for Jamar Chase. You know, Actually, when, when he's going to be under pressure, it's not like, and Jamar Chase does have a, a long A dot, like a, a you know a deep route tree, but that's still the dude that Joe Burrow leans on when he's on, when when he's you know facing adversity. Go ahead. And I was gonna say that's probably why he also leads the Bengals in targets for man coverage because anytime he sees just like isolation out there, he knows like where he's going. And so I think there are a lot of opportunities to get that one. One thing I think we need to watch from a new standpoint is we still don't have the status of C.J. Uzoma, who got dinged up early in that game against the Chiefs. Um, we've seen all season on the boundaries. The Rams are elite. Uh, they're internally they're not good. Their Rams, their, their linebackers are not good in coverage. Uh, that could work for either Tyler Boyd, who would get a nice little boost if it is Drew Sample instead of T.J. Uzo or C.J. Uzoma. Um, but that's an interesting look too. I think his his numbers are still pretty low. I think maybe four and a half receptions, but I think forty and a half yards on uh on Boyd I want to take a look at but Kenneth your turn talk to me about the Bengals when they have the ball what are some paths to the Bengals success here no you know I you give us a nice uh segue there you, you're you're quite a professional that I was going to go towards that <laughs> I think they'll be looking to at least early in the game um get the ball out you, you know to maybe your gear get a Tyler Boyd a couple of extra touches there on some short stuff on some bubble screens um just doing some different things because they know they're going to be outmanned in the line of just quick plays you know maybe they'll pop pass reverse on that to get the ball into the hands of uh some playmakers uh without having you know to drop the five step drops the seven step drops um uh, another thing that they're gonna they're gonna be trailing that leads to a lot of running back targets so you get running backs out where they're you know if they're trailing second half, you can see guy, I mean, P. Ryan, I think had three catches last game. Um, is the number one. I'll probably be looking to play, you know, a couple of the uh, Bengals alt back. Chris Evans is another one that uh, potentially, you know, if you can get a low number on his catches. Um, so I agree with you that there's some value there. Um, I, I, I just think, I don't think the Bengals are, A, going to be capable of running the football, and B, in the position in this game where they're going to be able to run the football, uh, which is going to lead to, to just a bunch of different target share uh, for guys across their offense. So um, I, I would be very wary of, of, you know, playing unders on anybody for uh, receptions on Cincinnati. And we're going to be looking at some of those secondary guys. If I can catch, you know, whatever uh, the best numbers in the market and some of the guys that are a little bit off script there, whether it be a P Ryan, whether it be a Evans, whether it be depending on the Zoma status, if I can get a Bengals backup tight end, you know, those type of things for your know, first score TD from a couple of random guys on the Bengals there. So I think there's a number of different, you know, small bullets to play that, um, you know, factoring in what we think the game script's going to be. With Henderson back Rams over four players to have a rush attempt seems like a free roll. This is a comment from Dane uh, in the chat. And I think that's an interesting comment. Obviously, we would be uh, assuming that Daryl Henderson is going to get a rushing attempt. I think we can assume that both Cam Akers and Sony Michelle will. 
Matthew Stafford probably will. The Rams love to run rushing attempts to their wide receivers. Cooper Cup could, could very well have one. Uh, Odell Beckham could have one. Um, I mean, all you need is one of them to have one because Stafford's going to have a rush attempt. I don't know about a free roll, but I think that it's a, a pretty good one. I, c- I can't find it on DK. Like, in, in as it matches with Kanisha's burial thoughts, uh, even a kneel down is a rush for Stafford. So, like, mm-hmm. we already basically have three right there. You just need one wide re- – you need one wide receiver carry, essentially, or Daryl Henderson. And uh, I even kind of – Well, like, you need you need one to push, but we, we're looking at f- over four. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of like Cooper Cup over half a rushing yard as well, thinking, yeah. like, they will get yeah. him involved for a, a jet sweep at least once. So, yeah, I like that number a lot. I believe you had a jet sweep in the Niners game. Um Negative two yards or something like that, if I recall. Well, that's not going to get over half. I'm going to get you, but, yeah. but you know, it counts as a carry. So you know, <laughs> uh, descriptive, not predictive, gun. So you know, big difference. But yeah, I'm trying to look for that one too and see where that is. It might be at Caesars or something like that. It seems like a Caesar specific play. I'll find it before we uh, before we go. So it seems like there's pretty strong conviction here across the board. I haven't heard many pro Bengals plus four takes, Bengals money line, Bengals outright. We all think that this is. Uh, this is a little bit of a mismatch. They're maybe a little bit out ahead of their skis here. Is anyone uh, willing to stand up here? I think, Connor, in your article, you had it kind of as a push. Maybe that just was like for the article standpoint and you wanted to develop your thoughts. I don't, I'm not saying that to call you out because you, you hedged, um, you know, like a puss, but that maybe, you've developed, <laughs> maybe you've developed your thoughts over the time. No, not really, to be honest. But um, I think that there is a path for the Bengals to be successful. Uh, something that I kind of broke down in the article when I looked at here. So the Rams – do play an interesting amount of like the same type of defense. They lead the league in two high shells. They lead the league in light boxes. So essentially six or fewer players in the box at 77%. They also lead the league in uh, zone defense. So if we look at kind of how Joe Burrow has performed against those three things, because what you're able to do on sports info solutions, um, he is actually number one in the league, 70% completion rate, 90% catchable pass rate, 8.6 yards per attempt. Uh, I mean, but again, this comes back to do the Bengals like understand this, care about this, do anything like this? I would say 100% no. Um, and so, like, if I thought that the Bengals were going to go like 65 35, like pass to run ratio, and come out and just have a bunch of like short dropbacks, um, I would be very interested in some Bengals outrights. I think that they come out, run the ball, be cowardly, you know, really kind of take it slow and try and have to dig their way out of a hole in the second half, like they have been the last the entire playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's path for him to be successful, but, like, I just have zero faith in them actually doing that or, like, you know, kind of leaning towards that direction. I'm with Kanish that the Rams are the superior team. I just don't know if the Rams right now in their current state are going to blow out the Bengals, you know, or, or win by two scores or anything like that. And my, my final score prediction was 24, Rams 24, Bengals 20. Uh, so I like the under – and the Bengals to cover, and my uh, parlay lord gift this week <laughs> to the people <laughs> is under 48.5, Bengals to cover, and Rams over 3.5 sacks at plus 400. Parlay lord coming out hot. <laughs> uh, Evan, I can't find the specific Rams bet, but DraftKings does have at minus 130, they have total game, uh, total player for the entire game seven and a half so basically we're we need three guys on the Bengals. if we think we're gonna get five on the ram side we would need three Bengals to get the carry um so i haven't found the other one there's a fan duel right now over four and a half players to record a rush attack for the rams plus 188 mm. um i mean that we can go through it again here henderson's assuming henderson's active you're looking at cam Akers, sony michelle daryl henderson matt stafford and any wide receiver to win at plus one eighty eight, it's okay. it's not free. It's not free money, but it's plus not free money. But plus one eighty eight is not. Yeah, it's not bad odds. Yeah, I guess we just need to hear a little bit more, and I guess it's obviously subjective. It's gonna be coach speak uh, as far as the Henderson stuff goes, and then we just hope and pray we get a uh, a jet sweep. Um, could be an interesting look. So, all right, well, let's get to the. Uh, Props. Any other random props that we have game wise before we get completely off the board? I know we've been. I, I like one. I like one. Hemi. All right. On DK, T. Higgins, both T. Higgins and Odell Beckham to record receptions of 30 plus yards or more, plus 550. Hmm. 
I mean, it's, 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 it's no gimme. You know, I mean, these are big plays. These are plays that happen, you know, two, three times a game. Um, but I think that Odell Beckham has been balling. And T. Higgins, if he gets matched up with Marquise Williams, T. Higgins 6'4", you know, 220. Marquise Williams is 5'9", 187. And I think that they'll get matched up 10, 12 times, you know, in single coverage in this game. I think Burrow will throw it to Higgins, and, and Higgins can make a play over the top. So – Plus 550, T. Higgins and Odell Beckham both to record 30 plus yard receptions. Um, Diggle made a good case for big place for Chase, and that's a good case for, for T. Higgins' big place too. I, I like one that's similar that is out there on DraftKings as well. Uh, it basically adjusts everyone down a little bit. So you got the big two receivers for each team. You got uh, Chase and Higgins, Cup and Odell, each of them, all four of them over. 49 and a half receiving yards. So again, four guys, uh, seems like a low threshold. We need all four to get there, but it's plus 160. So again, you know, with the way that's less than half of what cups actual number is same thing for chase. He's, he's climbing up there too. So all of them to basically all of them to get 50 yards plus 160 on DraftKings is an interesting look. If you're attacking some of these, you know, receiver props here, Kanish, anything that uh, jumped out to you so far, that's still active for the folks that they can tail you on. I'm scrolling like a madman to try and find this three and a half over rushing uh, players as, as we speak here. Uh, I'm texting a few people, uh, a few people to see where where this is at. They're actually going to juice three and a half there. Um, oh, so I man. like that. Dane's a good look. Dane was the man to give him credit here. Uh, I know some of the four for four guys had that Rashawn Penny, Rashad Penny, uh, eighty to one most rushing yards. Dane was the man that hooked Uncle K up with that. That uh, I know a lot of people in the chat here were able to to kind of sprinkle uh, and you know get the get the retirement fund going with that one. I can't so, believe you won forty k on that. Well, 50K. you know, it's it's uh, some people just it's, it's a drop in the bucket for some of us. Uh, for others, you know, it's, it's a little bit more of a big, well, big bet. But so, I mean, what were you doing throwing five hundred dollars on an eighty to one Rashad Penny? I bet my, it was an awesome bet. Five hundred dollars in the Lions win the Super Bowl next year. It was year. an awesome yeah, process. Did you do that? Throw five hundred dollars. I won money too on it, but I was like, man, this is just so reckless. A hundred dollars. I was like, this is ridiculous. Canisius, whatever five five x that and cashed out. I mean, that is just. Almost wow. as good as my Bills over season win from last year that I had to talk Evan on to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did you pay Levitan yet for uh, fading him or no? Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> I confirmed with Levitan. Yeah, and just paid out. Scam uh, yeah, so. I had to give him 50 cents more than market because he was, oh, wow. Can, I, Kinesh, I did want to ask you, did you ever, did you get Ed Teach to uh, clean the pool uh, well enough? <laughs> Ed Teach, so, Ed's uh, apparently, if you haven't seen him tweet in a while, he's he's temporarily retired from the betting. So, unfortunately, no uh, past post tickets for, for this Super Bowl from Ed Teach because he's uh, he's on a bit of a hiatus from uh, – from sources. Did, did your uh, videos start to like make him spiral down? Into it might, I might have been the finalist. I had heard the rumors <laughs> on the run. I said, I got to finish them off there. I've already, if I'm taking down Silva, I'm taking down Teach with me. <laughs> I got a couple of random ones. Uh, I like under nine and a half in the first quarter. Uh, you can get it like minus 110, minus 120. Again, I'm basically leaning on everything in this game going under and uh, heavily favoring the Rams here. And especially like in the Super Bowl when you're filling each other out. I just think both teams genuinely want to come out and run on early downs as they've shown us time and time again throughout the postseason. So I'm expecting a very slow start to this game, in particular in the first quarter. I also like, so this is a random one, but Pat McAfee talked about how in kickoffs, the Super Bowl is different because literally like no one touches the ball. The ball boy, like the team brings it out there, they put it on the tee, they kick it, and they immediately take it to the Hall of Fame every time. So it's not like caressed. It's not watered down like other balls. Thus, it's actually really hard to kick a touchback with this one singular hard plastic ball that's not supposed to go far anyways. And you could still get no touchback at plus money. So anywhere you can get no touchback plus money, that's also something I'm betting. Yeah, so I posted that as a play for us in our Discord today. Apparently that had been, you know, this has been talked about a bunch. Apparently it was at like plus 150 at one point. You know, so oh, I got that plus one ten. So I, I took I it at plus one ten as well. Okay, same. But I'm with you. I think it's plus, still plus money. It's good. Again, so like, 
they've obviously we've changed where we kick off from so it's a little bit different but even since the shift eight out of the last 10 opening kickoffs have not been a touchback again descriptive not necessarily predictive it can matter on the kicker but Mm -hmm. uh to your point they don't get to you know spend the time with the ball like they do typically and you know there obviously is something to that and there also could be you know you're a return guy you're juiced up like everyone's hyped up it's the start of the super bowl that bad boy hits your hands do you really want to take a knee if you're kind of like right on the one or right on the goal line like you're going so yeah I think there's something to it. Again, a plus money, even though I feel like maybe we didn't get the best of the number. I think it's still worth worthwhile at plus money. Diego, also- bringing up uh, Pat McAfee, you know, I saw you ordered something from uh, Barstool Sports today. You've been you've been listening to a lot of uh, Joe Rogan, or I mean, you know, you're obviously you're an obvious bro now. So. Uh, you know, they, you're, they're, you're, you're a parlay bro. I'm a parlay lord. You're a parlay bro. So for the record, you saw a shirt from the Barstool store mm. because I usually skip the Super Bowl. I think it's like the worst time of year. Uh, the game doesn't mean anything for my job. Like literally you could die. Yeah. No one ever talks about the Super Bowl. It's the last thing you see before you die and you never hear about it again because it doesn't matter. And so I usually just don't watch it. I usually go do something else. Who cares about that? Yeah, as your friends, we're aware that you're deciding to go do something yes. else. You know? but, <laughs> but in this case, like I have good friends, Ian Hart, it's Chris Allen, you know, all of our friends around the industry who are actually like living in Cincinnati and Bengals fans. Thus, I bought a Joe Burr shirt uh, with him just in sunglasses and the mink coat. And so I have a t-shirt and I'm going to wear it on Sunday. So that's the gear I got because no one else outside of the bar store, store sold it. To answer your question. Now I have a quick question because we have the one person who would know on this show. And so Kanish, why the hell? And I've heard rumors. We've all heard rumors about how long the Anthem track lasts, even though I don't believe practices are until Friday. But like, why did one, it get steamed? And then at most places taken off the board immediately because it is available in some offshore books still at over 98 and a half seconds. And for what we're hearing, what I'm sure you know as well, it goes well over 98 and a half seconds. Yeah, that that's uh, a lot of that came out around this afternoon today. And here's what here's what I'll go with the backstory is. Warren Sharp works for NBC uh, in an official capacity and mm-hmm. NBC Sports has a program there. The game's on NBC. Talking to some producer people uh, that I've known in the past that have worked on productions before, a script goes out to everybody of here's you know the time, here's what's going to be. It's to the second. Um, and so the thought process is, uh, that obviously the script probably has leaked to some people, uh, on the inside. Yeah. Um, cause this, and this is from a few different independent sources. So, uh, the, yeah, the, the, the things that were running rampant today, which again, you can't get too much money down on anymore after that idiot last year taped it, uh, Anthem over 60 seconds or, or over a uh, hundred seconds is good. And Eminem lose yourself as a, as his song or his first song good as well. That's um, what I've heard I, as well. Yeah, a couple of you know, there's still a couple of scummy offshores out there you can get a little sprinkles down on, but for the most part, uh yeah, that that market is 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 long, long. Yeah, there, there was a book in Vegas that took like eleven max bets, and like max bets for these props now, like you said, because of last year, is like a hundred bucks. But the moment, like within like five seconds, they took eleven bets of hundred bucks. They just took the whole fucking prop down and said, "No, we're not going through this shit again." So like, it's hard to find it, but you can still find it out there. I mean, yeah, there's some, yeah, there's some other offshores that have it, but they're like minus two twenty on like over like a hundred seconds or like, yeah, you know, it's just like. I mean, you know, I'm not going to deposit Bitcoin to lay minus 220 on something just to withdraw it. Like the, ga- the gas fees would automatically mean <laughs> you're paying more than the bet. So, can I use NFTs? Can I bet NFTs? You can on, on an NFT podcast, so you understand no, 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 gas no. fees now. He, what, gas fees? No, no. <laughs> Connor, Connor drives foreign, so he gets great <laughs> uh, gas mileage. Great for uh, you know uh, climate change. Anyways, I I, I got to go, guys, uh, but. You know, it was fun uh, hashing up. Kanish, I will we'll see, see you in the in Discord, the baby. No, I. <laughs> what? what are you you uh, need to address these allegations before Silva leaves. Silva, I have leave. not ever been in the ETR Discord, but I look forward to signing up That's at some point. An absolute <laughs> lie. All right. Silva, All right. do me a favor before you leave us. Can you give us a retweet so people can see that uh, that promo, the Super Draft one, so we can get people to sign up for this thing? Of course, I will. Of You're course. The man. Appreciate it. All right, you. later, guys. Oh, the one and only Evan Silva. True professional.
True professional. <laughs> e- eating, uh, uh, you know, funding uh, college girls' educations uh, at Hooters all around <laughs> Illinois. Oh, oh, there's some other good ones out there, too, that I want to uh, get your guys' thoughts on. I, I've been flirting with it. I haven't taken. Um, sounds like you guys are interested in this, possibly. Um, team to score first and lose. We can get the Bengals at plus 290. Um, we obviously think that the Bengals were, you know, we're on the Bengals to lose. So this is basically a derivative of that. Say they win the coin toss, say they go down and open. Um, we do believe that they have some success moving the football. There's a chance that that's a, a play that's kind of a pivot. And big picture, I wanted to talk about this with Silva before he throws money away on the um, MVP markets. Uh, I had a good thought on this early in the week last week. Uh, we didn't get to do our show, and then I heard lots of smart people talking about it since. So I feel like it was a good idea. Basically, an alternative to taking the MVP straight up is basically leveraging these same game parlays. Now you're obviously bringing in a layer of variance that's unnecessary than taking a binary play like MVP. But think about even on the quarterback side, Matt Stafford's out there plus 120 in a lot of spots. What Stafford looked like from a statistical standpoint doing to get the MVP, right? His yards number is around 280. He's plus money at two and a half touchdowns. Uh, so the Rams wins. They're just kind of parlaying those three things alone for him to exceed his yardage, for him to throw three touchdowns, and for the Rams to win. You get all the way up to plus 500 versus plus 120. Now, obviously, there's a path for him to be the MVP, fall short of some of those numbers. But again, you're 3Xing the price and might be worth a little bit of risk. Someone like Cooper Cup, if you had a, a Bengals lean, you got real cute with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, you know, to get T. Higgins up to. 80 to one, basically, to catch two touchdowns, 120 yards, and the Bengals win, right? If he's gonna, if they're gonna win, he's gonna be the MVP. He's probably hitting those thresholds. So, an alternative way to look at the MVP market instead of taking it just kind of straight up. So, I don't know what uh, your thoughts are on that, Kanish. I would say, you know, another factor is I, I will. I'm reasonably confident that depending on where you bet, but as long as you've got you know a number of different options. The, the MVP market's going to be able to be live bet at a lot of different places. Um, so depending on what you set up yourself with pregame, uh, I know we had talked about Cup where, you know, if Cup's happen a big game, the Rams are out front. At, you know, at some point, if you want to grab some Stafford MVP live uh, to kind of go out there, um, I think you'll have the option, though, depending on what. And that's something to be on the lookout for. I know the legals have it. I know a couple offshores have it of – the MVP game market isn't going to be not going to be officially closed once the game kicks off. So uh, it's just one of those to have it in mind as, as the game's going on, depending how it's playing out there. You know, you get into the second half, and if you know if Cup set the hundred yards of a touchdown, the Rams up a few scores, maybe you shave a little. You know, you protect your wrist there with the Stafford MVP. You know, depending on how the game goes. So there's a couple of different ways to play it. Um, and yeah, I agree with you that. It's uh, yeah. If you've got those that that same game parlay option, that that can be uh, a little bit of a way to manipulate uh, yourself into a, a good position. Yeah, I've Big also seen to... that at uh, Win, the affiliate of the show, I believe. As well, no, not right? anymore. Oh, former, not former affiliate. Well, former affiliate. Uh, <laughs> former great affiliate. I've also seen that they have taken former affiliate. They have taken a twenty-two percent, twenty-two and a half percent of their bets on Aaron Donald at sixteen to one, and twenty-five percent of the handle. Uh, a lot. That's that leading the MVP categories. Joe Burrow is the leading Bengal. Uh, and so, like sixteen to one, that's probably the best number you're going to get if you're betting that beforehand. But yeah, I, I, like Kanish said, I think the live betting is the best way to go. What else we got? Anyone have anything else? And O'Connor, you made a play today. I think on uh, Bengals first play. Um, yeah, something that I like Bengals first play to be a pass. I know this runs like contrary to a lot of people's opinions and. Honestly, mine, but once I started digging into it, the Bengals have either passed or tried to pass in 15 of 19 of Joe Burrow's games this season. So essentially, he's either passed or dropped back to pass on 15 of 19 first plays this season. I think that actually matters because the game is scripted, because, you know, they run their script. And like if they're constantly passing on first down of their, for their first play of the game, then I think that. You know, there's a reasonable chance here that at plus money, I think it's a good look. So you're looking at, I mean, at worst, 50-50 odds, I think, for something like this. Um, And even though I expect them to run plenty of the ball, run the ball plenty on early downs, like throughout the game, um, you know, I think that in this spot here, given the history and how, um, you know, Zach Taylor is kind of like planned for the game to go, I think that first play to be a pass at plus money is an interesting look. 
a lot of people are betting Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals. And I think it's a good number, even though it's pretty much been juiced out in a lot of spots right now. But you could still get over three and a half field goals made by both teams. So just over three and a half total uh, at a reasonable price. And so I still think that's a good one as well. We've seen the Rams run some miserable plays on third down knowing they have the confidence in Matt Gay, like McPherson, who they don't mind settling for 50-plus yarders. They just don't care, even though that's not optimal. Uh, we saw the the tight end screen they ran the other uh, this past game um, on third and, like, seven. So oh, they'll just give up on third flicker. down. So, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I like over three and a half field goals made on top of McPherson over one and a half. I have another one to that. You can get on Caesars both kickers – to make a over 35 yard field goal at plus 100. Oh yeah. That's um, good. So I think it's like both guys had one game the season where they didn't make a field goal. Otherwise you had uh, 17 of 19 that they made a field goal over 35 yards. So, and then we've had, you know, McPherson's attempted four in each of the playoff games. I think gay four, four and two. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. The coaches have no problem getting a little tight in the pants on third down and playing conservative and, and, uh, probably why we have some leans to the under and probably why that number moved quite a bit at the start. Um, anyone have any other, I guess I would call traditional props game wise, uh-huh. player prop wise. I, I'm curious on your guys thoughts on this one. So you mentioned that the daily, you mentioned you took the under on first quarter at like 10 and a half or nine and a half. So another one I thought was interesting that I've looked into Cincinnati's first half under potentially it's like 10 and a half. It's so fast nine and a half and others. Uh, Cleve TA tweeted out, out something today that I thought was interesting um, that Cincinnati um, has played against, I think it's four teams that rank in the top, uh, like top 15 in DVOA defense this year um, going, you know, through those games, they've scored less than 20 points in three of them and 22 total first half points uh, in those four games in the first half. Uh, and as we've seen in the past few weeks, they've really struggled early on in games. Um, I think if you're able to find a 10 and a half with reasonable juice, which I have not been able to, like I'm talking like minus 120 or less, I like the under there a lot at 10 and a half. Nine and a half, though, I still think is in play. Given I just I just think this game is going to be a disaster. I think Daigle Drake, it's just going to be so slow, boring, and just really not all that interesting. That's a good number, especially because we just saw them against the Chiefs. You know, I had six carries on first and 10 in the first half, and only yeah. one of them for over three yards. Uh, they literally didn't mind running themselves into a 21 to 10 hole. And then Joe Burrow took over as he tends to do. They were winning in spite of their play calling and coach, not the other way around. So yeah, like I don't mind 10 and a half. Uh, it's actually the hook is really good. Yeah. The hook is good. You're getting the 10 and a half. I like that actually. That's on DraftKings. Um, it was the 10 and a half was on FanDuel. I think nine and a half on DraftKings at reasonable juice, but I think the hook is pretty important to be honest. I think it is too. Yeah. Well, it's a full point basically. Right. So it's not even, it's more than the hook. Mm-hmm. And I only have one more normal prop, uh, Jamar Chase. It's since been juiced up to over four and a half rushing yards. I got it at over three and a half. So if you still have it out there in an offshore book, I still like it. Five total carries for him in at least one weekly in his last three games. And even Tyler Boyd this past week at Media Day talked about how Cincinnati's offense is not expected to change, whether Jalen Ramsey's glued to Chase or not. And so like, I'm sure the coaching staff is also aware of the matchup and understand that keeping them involved in manufactured touches is the way to continue going. So I expect them to have at least one carry in this game, and hopefully it goes for over three and a half yards. Yeah. Conditioning uh, traditionals for you. The folks are obviously tied into, uh, you know, how you're (laughs) (laughs) super, super. First of all, that is an amazing, amazing pick. Uh, Sam Lipscomb. I got uh yeah, li- listen you know Joey yeah, sorry I got a little. Oh, I know uh, you're shopping, problem, man. I know you're shopping. Basketball tra- people are people are saying bets here. What do you think? I'm not gonna bet. I'm, I'm betting on the show just because I'm on the show. You think I'm not gonna bet- make the bets here? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's my part of the reason I'm coming out here. But uh no, you know, so uh, Caesar the over three and a half. Uh, I just bet over three and a half Rams with carry minus two twenty at Caesars. Um, also. Rams to have more first downs. Uh, this was at DraftKings at minus 145 yesterday. I, I saw it at like sharper shops, bookmaker, circa, more up towards like well, minus 170. I know I bookmaker hit minus 190. Um, I think if you think the Rams can control the ball, you know, I, I think obviously we've all, we've all, you know, been on lean to the Rams here. Um, so I like Rams to have more first downs, minus 145. Uh, and as we talked, 
I, I laid the sacks in every which way. I laid game sacks over five. I laid Ram sacks over three with some juice there. I think it was minus 130. So, um, yeah, I, I like the sacks over, uh, first downs for the Rams. Um, I, I have, you know, I said, I get in the player prop stuff will be a little bit more niche. I think as, as you guys have mentioned, the big name players have, have kind of been, uh, you know, any, any of that stuff's been really, you know, bet out already. Uh, again, I'll be looking for some, you know, P Ryan and Evans receptions over at, at low numbers. Um, and pop, depending on if, if, if Daryl Henderson even has a number, um, or, or like a, you know, a Tyler Boyd there. So, uh, be looking a little bit more off the grid for the secondary players that that won't that wouldn't be lined in most games but because mm-hmm. it's the Super Bowl you're gonna get a player prop player prop on like every guy in each team so I think that's you know one of the scenarios to take a little bit of advantage of here. Literally the only ones I bet like this week to make sure because I knew they, they I saw they were going up or down in the wrong direction were Cooper Cup over Joe Mixon rushing under and the Jamar Chase rushing over like those are the three that I thought that I saw going in the opposite direction said, okay, I actually need to grab this now, as opposed to like we talked about, like Cam Akers waiting a couple 24, 48 hours and thinking we're going to get a better number. Another bet on P Ryan too. I took, I points bet his over on his receiving yards at 14. So the, the over under is like eight and a half, but points betting, as you guys know, I mean, it's like a massive high risk, high reward type of thing. But I mean, you're looking at max worst case catches zero balls. You lose 14 X. But, I mean, just last game he had 43 receiving yards, um, which is would have been like whatever, a 30x cash on whatever you're playing here. So I think that, you know, I mean, you're – I like Kanish said, I think that he's going to be somewhat involved. I think there's a chance that they're throwing the ball a lot, especially later in the game. Um, I mean, like 14 yards is nothing. It's a super low-risk, high-reward type of play where, I mean, something breaks, some kind of screen breaks. You're looking at like a 30, 40x cash there on whatever you put down. And your floor is like super high. So I think that's the kind of stuff I look for with that. If you have points bet, it's worth a look. And I mean, I know they limit the fuck out of everyone, but you know, is what it is. So we talked about that. That's the sweet spot for points betting is that the teens, you know, maybe low twenties, find whatever number you like in there, whether that's been for us at times being quarterback rushing overs or the, you know, this is a nice little spot for that too. That actually is a play that I made too early in the week. One of the first prop bets I placed down was the burrow over 10 and a half rushing yards. I think it's 12 and a half now because just the thought of him being under pressure. We saw it a little bit last week, 25 yards all under pressure against the Chiefs. I think he obviously has to extend plays. You just see a couple of scrambles outside for, you know, five, six yards and, you know, two, three carries and you're there probably. So uh, like the Burrow number and also on the cup number, which I think is just kind of a, a no brainer. So let's get into some of the other stuff. Um, Crossboards ones are fun. I took a, a look here with the best pregame show in the business. We got the waste management this weekend, which is fantastic. Next week or next season, I expect that uh, Kanish are going to have to come visit us because I'm assuming that Andy, uh, Daigle, and Connor and I are going to be out there in Phoenix because the Super Bowl is out there and the waste management in the same week. Oh, that's good. That is <laughs> Connor is not going to be golfing for the very reason he just attempted to try to swing his arms and knock his earbuds out. Yeah, you don't, I mean, you don't want to see these these hands. You know, this golf swing is just too pure. Yeah, it's it's too something. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll be out in the desert for that next year for sure. But I took a look at um, I took Justin Thomas birdies uh, over uh, versus Joe Mixon receptions um, round one birdies for JT at three and a half. So last year he had a round of nine birdies. He also had a round of seven birdies. Round one last year, he had four birdies. Feeling pretty good about that. Comfortable laying the minus 130 on DraftKings with JT birdies versus mix-in receptions, especially with you guys talking me up on P. Ryan getting more involved in the passing game. So I uh, like that number quite a bit here. Because, again, that's three and a half is the number for Mixon. So he gets to three. So even Thompson gets to four. I feel like there's definitely room for JT to you know, knock in five, six birdies here in the first round. He's going to win the tournament anyway. So let's get off to a nice start here in round one. So uh, who's got some off the board type stuff for me here? Kanish, this is your go-to. I know. We already, I'm trying to get the, the commercial scoops have been tough to come by here. The, the, the Kanishi moles aren't coming through on on a lot of the commercial stuff. Uh, and then and now everybody's scooping the anthem in the halftime show. Uh, it, it, I Also, one of the ones that got earlier was uh, – Whoever, I forget the brother singing the anthem name, but she's apparently wearing a blue dress. Uh, so if you've got somewhere, you know, a couple of offshores still offering that, what's she going to wear? Apparently, uh, 
the, the, the word on the street is for people that it's going to be blue. So I think there was some blue plus 400 out there at, uh, again, this is peanuts. You can't get a lot of money on this stuff. But, Mickey uh, Guyton? Mickey, Mickey! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, she's uh, she's apparently going blue dress if you can if you can get some of that. Uh, there's still a couple of random offshores that, that offer that crap that I'm still a customer. Uh, hearing a little bit that it looks like, and I don't know how the markets would price this or, I guess, grade this, that the opening act for the halftime is going to be a combination of Dre and Snoop yeah. with, with a Dre song. Yeah, I think it's next episode is the, is the rumor. Well, phenomenal banger from the day. I mean, Joey K was in, you know, he was in, a, that was in Joey K's day when they were, when the next episode was coming out and I had to hood up and, you know, was uh, still flexing on kids on the playground when the next episode was going. So, yeah, apparently Snoop and Dre, the next episode uh, is what they're going to kick it off with. Yeah, I don't know if with that if that's up in most spots yet, but that seems to be. Same thing. I mean, same thing. You know, yeah. Richie, yeah, it's the same thing. You're going to be. Maybe you got a you know stale PPH, or you got you know one, but but it's just hard to Here find. Here Connor runs a stale PPH. Can I get some action on that? Connor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Betfast Action was the only PPH that I saw that had like any of this shit. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I texted. Know, it, it still has it. Don't worry. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. I it's mean, there. I text. Yeah. I texted anyone that I knew that had a pulse that had uh, Betfast Action, and you know, no one, no one else could get more action done. So. Sad. Uh, Jay, I'll, I'll take a bill on that, buddy, if you have that open right now. Uh, I do not because I made the donkey mistake of booking golf matchups through it as well before mm. the script got released. So Dude, text I, them and ask for a, for a limit increase. I'll, I'll, back, I'll back you. I'll vouch. I'll, okay, I'll we can't it. be talking about this live. Like, <laughs> this is definitely a, a get some protocol. Uh, here before before we promote sport. uh, very legal sports books here in the States <laughs> yes. um, and appreciate all of our partnerships. We lost um, our sponsor, so it's okay. We didn't. We evolved our sponsors. Yeah, that's uh, true, we didn't that's true. lose. That sounds so much worse. Yeah, what, what happened to manscaping here? I thought after seeing the, you know, the, Joey, uh, the Joey K, yeah, the, they'd be all over it. But uh, no, the that's a shame. Precision that's a shame. tool for your family jewels yep, was a, yeah. uh, a, a 2020 uh, venture for us, I think. So my manscaper, you know, 3.0 still doing good. I know they're out with the 4.0. I can't imagine what that bad boy can do, but uh, <laughs> 3.0 is still holding strong for uh, for the Newton household. Oh, so. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I think that – I mean, that pretty much wraps up anything. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I took some under-combined rushing yards at 210. That was at FanDuel at, like, minus 110 for a while. I think it's, like, minus 180. Um, I, I I just don't think either team is going to be able to be successful enough on the ground here. But, yeah, the, the, the combined Bengals rushing yard unders is interesting. I think the mix in rushing receiving, anything above 90 is interesting. The, I like that. I like the Russian receiving combo there. I like that uh, yeah. quite a bit for the under. Mm-hmm. And same Cam Akers rushing receiving combo. I mean, if, if Henderson plays, like that's at like eighty six. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's way too high. If, if Henderson plays and they actually use any kind of ro- rotation here, I mean, even if he doesn't like really play that much, like it would take Akers getting like twenty five touches for him to get like to approach eighty five yards. Based on how he's played, so I don't know. I think the under there is interesting. So, I like that look. Any early twenty twenty two futures? Twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. Well, what are the what are the Lions doing in number two? Uh, uh, we... They draft Malik Willis. You won't hear from me again for for any show. Period. Or ever. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, hopefully they're going a little bit of a different direction. Ekem, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Ekem Anukwe. How do you pronounce that guy's last name? Mm. I've never heard of this guy until I bet on him to be the number one overall pick at 100 to 1. Um, oh, Ekem Akwanu from, I think, NC State. Uh, Yeah, yeah, one of the tackles. 100% going number one. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Just, I mean, without a doubt in my mind, going number one, we're going to have a party. Um, No, but I do think that realistically that there's a decent chance. I heard some – a little bit of, you know, Charles cross steam there. I just think that there's a decent chance that they take an offensive lineman to protect their quarterback and that, you know, kind of picking one of those guys at a steam in like the 30 to 50 to one range is, I mean, you know, it's worth a stab at this, at this stage of the, you know, the whole thing, because there's a long way to go. You have no idea. And it seems very up in the air about who they're going to pick. So 
We have heard Detroit is interested in Malik Willis, uh, and that's kind of the important thing about the Senior Bowl. <laughs> that, that's the important thing about the Senior Bowl is that, remember, they all gather around and, like, talk about these things, and then these things get leaked out, which is which is what, what we meant missed during the pandemic, uh, because these conversations of, like, group thoughts actually matter for prop bets. Uh, I just wonder if they're going to pick them number two overall. Like, I, we've, we've seen that teams can get persuaded out with like a big overhaul. And even though no one thinks like this quarterback class is worth anything, teams still like salivate over the fact of drafting any quarterback. And so I I just wonder if the Lions will actually just like make the pick anyhow. Yeah. I mean, they're in a perfect spot to take a guy like him too. Like really, I mean, they got, they have golf and kind of like sit for a little bit, you know, they can kind of build off the rest of their team. Uh, I mean, their offensive line is actually, you know, reasonably good. They just need a lot of weapons and need anything else everywhere um you know outside which is why the hall for the number two overall pick makes a lot of sense yeah no i i I think it makes makes, sense see the pain just flushing some people (laughs) (laughs) not to your (laughs) not to your 200 to one lions ticket you burned 500 dollars on kiddish uh that was an expensive tweet man that was i pre i respect i respect your dedication to the bit uh, that was a bit. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this team makes a move for a quarterback in the offseason. You add in the, if Rodgers retires, division wide open. And as oh as Cincinnati has shown us, all you got to do is get in. It's actually true. He's actually you- not wrong. Right? That division is wide open if Rodgers leaves, right? I mean, we don't feel great about Minnesota per se or the Bears and what's going on there. Uh, who knows? Crazy yeah. things that happen. I, I mean, all you got to do is draft Joe Burrow, and then you know one of the elite wide receiver prospects of all time, and then you know maybe you'll have a chance to get there. Well, uh, yeah. Is there any difference between Amonra and Jamar Chase? I don't see any. No, more experience. <laughs> yeah, Spider Man meme, right? Same guy. <laughs> uh, you guys are the best. Appreciate this as always. Again, uh, four years in the books. Football content. Anyone else have any? Daigle, you have any content left? Are you done? Pretty much done. Uh, you can stay tuned to my Twitter. I will, you know, just make a couple announcements on Friday morning at Najee Daigle. Uh, a good football show Super Bowl preview will be being recorded Thursday. So tomorrow or by the time you're listening to this. And then, you know, the week afterwards, this is what I'm doing. This is probably also why I hate the Super Bowl because, like, everyone gets to enjoy it. I'm literally just working behind the scenes on available air yards and targets and carries trackers as well as free agent trackers. So, like, it hasn't stopped. I'm still like literally grinding away for the moment the season ends, releasing all that new content. So look for that a week after the season as well. Love it. Uh, Kanish, what do you got going on? Uh, betting. Uh, that's, <laughs> most, that's most of what I got going on. Get, LeBron, give me, uh, LeBron is out, so he's tried to make yeah, sure. LeBron, get... Yeah, LeBron. Uh, give me a college future. Who we uh, who do we need to watch for uh, March Madness or a conference tourney or what do you got for me? I, you know what? I, a lot of the the CBB stuff is, is pretty yeah. big. I, I, UNH up there in the America East. What are we doing? I got unfortunately. This is going to be painful to say. If you're a college football uh, fan, I actually think uh, Ohio. I I bought some Ohio State eight to one when it first came out. I think six to one to win the Natty uh, is actually still very good. Um, and would be that'd probably be the lowest point. But I'm I'm invested on. It's it's hard to say, but I'm invested on some Ohio State. Uh, College football very early. I think that price will keep coming down. Connor, you're going to be doing some uh, college hoops for us here and uh, continuing to help me layer in new sports and new cool stuff going on here at 4-4 and under the BetSperts umbrella. Got a new golf site coming soon. Uh, if everyone hasn't checked out, BetSpurtsGolf.com. Uh, we are not we have not turned the lights on yet, but we can get a newsletter. Our boy Andy Molitor is uh, running point on tools, content, everything that you could possibly want. Uh, over at Betsperts Golf, uh, check that out. We're going to be um, coming in March, so probably around the players. We should have uh, everything turned on there for you. And uh, yeah, it's really, really excited about all that we're doing at Betsperts uh, moving forward. So, Connor, you'll be dabbling in the college stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I just shout out to your the golf content. I mean, like, I don't even I don't understand anything about golf, and I still tail and, and make money. You know, it's a lot of fun, and it, it has made it golf bearable to watch for me. So I, I think it's it's you know. I, like honestly, you know, it's it's worth getting a, a subscription just for that. If, if you got nothing else to do and you're looking to, you know, tickle the gambling uh, bones there, yeah. Four for four dot com slash plans. You get a betting sub. We're gonna continue the, the golf on that site that we've had. Um, 
I believe that is the plan. We will also have that and a lot more golf at Betspurt. So if you want to get really in the weeds as far as you know modeling and prediction and doing your own work, um, Betspurt's golf is going to have that. We'll have DFS. We'll have optimizers. We'll have all those things in the betting uh, and DFS side for golf. Otherwise, we're going to maintain the stuff that we currently have with my boy BJ Splits and I over at 444. But again, we continue to add sports. NBA, we got NBA prop articles every day. Uh, we got college basketball stuff with Mike Randall and Connor and company coming in the couple uh, coming days. We turned NASCAR on last week. Uh, that's a thing. Those guys hit some bets with our first NASCAR article. Uh, Discord's popping with those bets too. So continuing to do lots of school, uh, lots of cool stuff. Looks like, uh, according to producer Sal, RP. T-E-R-L on Twitter has been uh, our winner for our free betting sub. So uh, reach out or uh, we'll find the tweet there. We'll connect. Um, if you've already got a subscription, we'll reimburse you. Otherwise, congratulations. Free betting sub for you. Uh, thanks for hanging out. And again, I'll take advantage of that Super Draft deal. Again, if you did not hear that at the beginning, $20 on Super Draft, 444.com slash Super Draft, $20 deposit you get a free $100 gift card to Fanatics. So love you all, even you, Kanish. Uh, we'll see you all very soon. Good luck. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I hope they're wrong. I hope this is going to be a fun game. I hope Burrow and company hangs. Uh, and I hope everyone cashes lots of winners. So, oh, there we go. Ryan, congratulations. You're the man. Uh, we'll be in touch. So for Kanish, for Daigle and Connor, I'm Ryan. We'll see you all soon.